0: Welcome to an episode of Tea with Tiana. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and share this channel. Lately, I've been mad busy, so I haven't had a chance to post, but I'm back and better and ready to give you advice and most importantly, the tea. There have been so many life-changing events in my life. I pledged Phi Omega, started a new job, turned 27, got a new car. Life is what it should be right now. So there are a lot of topics that were submitted over the time that I was gone And I'm here to address some of these questions and concerns. Let's get started. The first topic that I came across was, where does confidence start? I feel like this was a good topic because a lot of people don't understand where confidence initially comes from. Personally, I believe that confidence comes from home. I was raised in a household where I was treated like a princess. I was happy. I was hardly ever told no. I had everything I wanted and my self-esteem came from the way I was being loved. I felt like that bitch, and in turn, I grew up to be that bitch. I had friends that grew up being called bitches and hoes, fighting their parents like street animal shit. They would get yelled at before school. I mean, their unhappy childhood led to poor performance in school, work, and real life situations. Also, gave them low self esteem. If some of my friends had the same push and unbringing as I, I feel as though they may have grown to be more confident and sure of themselves. So with all of this being said, confidence starts at home. Your unhappy, critical childhood could either make you or break you. The way you're treated as a child will either reflect when you get older and start your own family if you don't break the generational curse. Make sure you don't make the same mistakes as your parents. And for those of you who have lived the fairy tale life as I did as a child, make sure you provide the same environment for your child. The next topic that was submitted that I want to hop into is what are your turnoffs when meeting new people? When meeting someone new, it could be a bit uncomfortable. Making conversation, getting to know each other, etc. You want to know a lot about the person, but sometimes they reveal information or display behavior that is unacceptable at the door. One thing that will get a potential bay dismissed, no questions asked, is talking about an ex. Exit stage left with your bullshit ass stories. Excuse me, why the fuck are you talking about her? There is no way you're in any position to move on if you haven't let that hurt go. I am not a therapist. I am not a rebound girl. And I am not a life coach. If you want that hoe, then you gotta go. If you are trying to settle down, a bitch might stay around. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying for you sensitive ass people. I'm not saying it's not okay to discuss what hurt you like or what caused you to be a certain way or what has affected your life negatively what i'm saying is i don't want to hear oh i was with sherry for 10 years sherry was the love of my life until she cheated she was dirty with it too she slept with my homeboy my stepdad and my colleagues then she turned around and had a baby on me like what the fuck does that have to do with me i am not a reflection of sherry give me a chance to make my own mistakes I'm not saying you can't discuss anything about your past. What I'm saying is find a better way of communicating it to me. I'd rather you say, I've dealt with cheaters and liars in the past. That's something I never want to deal with again. I will take that statement any day rather than you crying to me about your ex. Down talking a woman who isn't there to defend herself. It's a more adult way of communicating without crossing the thin line of respect and getting you left at a table by yourself with a $200 bill full of drinks because y'all know I can drink. Another thing that I cannot stand when getting to know someone is fake behavior. Don't portray a certain demeanor just to get my attention. Introduce me to a vibe that you can maintain on a consistent basis. I am big on consistency and I don't have time to find out who you are six months later. It's just not healthy. Neither is it fair. Moving on. Next topic I want to discuss is how communication can affect your relationship. A lot of people feel like communication is key. Wrong. Positive communication is key. Over the years, I've had some of the nastiest shit said to me, and I ain't gonna lie. I done reciprocated the energy right the fuck back. In order to communicate properly, you have to know the other person's communication style. If your partner is sensitive or has been through a lot of verbal and mental abuse, it can be harder to communicate. So you have to adjust to a style that doesn't trigger them emotionally, a style that doesn't make them feel like they are traveling back to the past. For example, you can't talk down to a person who's been down talked to physically and or mentally abused in the past and expect them to respond on a level that a person who hasn't experienced that same sort of abuse. Whether they have moved on or grew from the past, there is still that third eye intuition that they're going to get ready to repeat the same cycle. Vice versa, you can't expect a person who hasn't been through your type of situation to completely understand you. Relationships are not meant to be easy, but there should be some sort of compromise when it comes to communicating. There should be some boundaries on what you can and cannot say. A relationship cannot be one-sided. And again, moving on. The next topic that I want to discuss is Mercury Retrograde. A lot of people are not conscious about it and let's just get into it. So it started on October 31st and ended on November 20th. Thank God. Being a Scorpio and being known for deep transition during Retrograde has been crucial, okay? I'm not sure if it's just me, but my emotions have been all over the place. Typically, it's said that your relationships and friendships go through the worst during this time. And I'm pretty sure for you Scorpios out there, we've all been affected spiritually as well. I was so high in spirit before retrograde. My relationship was picking up. My job was acting right. I was on a good track. And then, boom. Three days in, I'm an emotional wreck. I found myself in abnormal situations. I had mixed emotions about things that I never gave a fuck about. Like, now that it's all said and done and retrograde is over... I can see a drastic change in my emotions and the way that I'm dealing with certain situations. Hopefully, my depression and anxiety leave as well. And to my fellow Zodiac brothers and sisters, I definitely feel your pain. Let's talk celebrity drama. We all know that Fizz and April are dating. And this has been, you know, the talk of the internet for a while now. I mean, Omarion seems to be unbothered as fuck. I personally feel like if they're together now then they've been plotting for a little minute. Is it right? No. But at the same time the heart wants what it wants. Even if they do end up getting hit with karma, the way you get them is the way you lose them. This is probably just temporary, you know, for April. And she's irrelevant anyway. She looks sick as fuck, fake ass Janaiko or whatever. And April should be the last of his worries because Moniz says she want her motherfucking coin. Yes, you heard me. Messy Moniz say she want her coin. Apparently, Monise appeared in Fizz's music video, Good Lotion, back in 2015 and wants to take him to court for every dollar she so-called deserves. I'm not a Fizz fan, personally, so I've never seen the video or heard the song. But Monice says, and I quote, i think i'm gonna sue my baby daddy for my role in the good lotion video i mean it only did what it did because i made my appearance okay i'm not sure how true that is but monice wants her money fuck april and all bullshit fizz cut the motherfucking check knowing Monise is probably just a publicity stunt to keep her relevant but only time will tell lastly let's discuss a topic that people seem not to understand for some reason Giving people advice about their kids when you don't have any. Since my baby was born, people would post home remedies, way of disciplining, and share their stories of how they were raised. Mostly people who ain't got no damn kids. You may be a great auntie or an awesome cousin. You might have raised a few kids, but they're not your fucking biological kids. They are yours for a few hours and then you give their ass back. You're not around 25-8, and you'll never understand some of the aspects of a parenting approach. To each his own, but for me, I feel like unless you have a child of your own, you can't understand how to properly discipline, care for, or nurture a child that is not yours. And I'm probably jumping the gun by saying this, but you cannot tell me that if you were married, you would take advice from a single woman. I mean, that's the whole point in being married. Your man found something in you that he could not find in these hoes. With that being said, you know things about your child that no one else knows but you. So, you know the characteristics and traits of your child better than anyone else. You've been with them from womb until now. An outsider could never. Well, I'm out of time. That's all I have time for today. Make sure you subscribe, share, comment, and send all topics to TianaJ26 at com for your topic to be featured on Tea with Tiana. Until next time, <laughs> I gotta fucking go. Mm.